listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. Hi, welcome to Women of Strength, the amazing place to be the authentic woman because here we're always authentic, we're always being ourselves, whoever ourself is. And today I show up differently to how I did yesterday because that's who I am. And I've got an amazing guest with me today. Um, she's quite a beautiful, beautiful, stunning woman. She's got, I, I love your hair. And I'm going to introduce her. So it's Donna. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Donna. So Donna is 53 years old and she's the same age as me, so that's wonderful. Uh, she's a real estate professional by day and the healing hiker on weekends. I, I love that. I'm going to ask you more about that, Donna. And Donna was a single mother whose children are now grown up. Donna's purpose and passion include mentoring women by using spiritual tools and meditation to overcome any obstacles life may present. By personally overcoming the trauma of childhood abuse, depression, and currently going through the experience of breast cancer, she believes all things can work uh, for good if we look for the light and heal and help each other. Donna is a global traveler and adventure seeker, having traveled to six continents using nature photography and spiritual inspiration her goal is to continue to share her journey through breast cancer and life using nature as a catalyst for healing welcome donna hi wow <laughs> so wow i see the, the first question i usually ask women is um you know, what started you on, on your journey of, of being a strong woman and just reading your bio then, you know, it's, it's one paragraph, but wow, it says a lot about you. So, you know, where did that journey of strength begin for you? I think honestly, um, at a very young age, we had a pretty chaotic household. And so I, I learned to be you know, which was good on one hand, I learned to be very self-sufficient and very strong and take care of myself and started working really young. Um, and then it also worked against me because I didn't ask for help, you know, as I got older and, um, and I went through a painful divorce and was a single mother. And so a lot of um, the, you know, during that time I could have used a lot more help and, and really turned to, to you know, more spiritual help as well. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I started, I was drinking and partying and going out and having fun and, you know, just didn't really deal with my life, you know, in a, in a healthy way. And so once I kind of hit bottom and really got depressed and really started losing hope for life, um, I finally asked for help and found spiritual tools to turn, turn that a whole, the whole thing around. And so it was a really powerful experience of learning how to ask for help and then help others, you know, down the road. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And how tough was that to ask for help? Because I know from a lot of women, I hear that it's, you know, they don't necessarily see that as inner strength. They, they see that as a weakness to ask for help. How, how, you know, difficult was that to actually ask for help? Well, it was really funny because I was super stubborn, you know, so I, I, I was, you know, my life was a disaster, 
disaster. And, and I was still really, really stubborn. And so the funny part about it was, you know, like there was no, nothing good left really, you know, very little. And so finally I had a moment of clarity, you know, it was really what happened. And like the, the fog cleared for a moment and I was just able to go to my mom and ask for help. And, and the journey wasn't super smooth in the beginning, but um, what I found out through that is relying on, a, you know, going through like an entire spiritual program with another woman yeah. um, who walked me through it um, step by step and, you know, just really slowly and helped me heal and helped me also feel safe. And, and I was, I, I was completely surrounded with love. And that was a big part of it. I think too, is that a lot of times we may go to the wrong person for help yeah. and, and so, you know, that's, that's that we, so then we shut down and we put, build our walls. Yeah. And so if we pick the right people, you know, that are also on maybe the same kind of journey we want to be on and that has what we want basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, I think it's, it is a lot easier and it is absolutely the biggest pillar of strength. I think that I have now is, you know, when I'm in trouble, I ask for help and, and then I also help ask to help, you know, to, to learn and I learn to teach. So then I can help somebody else down the, down the road. Yeah. And so that way that, that keeps flowing, you know, yeah. so that energy kind of is cool because it you know, yeah. can, keeps going. Yeah. So when you, when you teamed up with your spiritual teacher and you went on that journey with, with them, what was your key learning around that about yourself? The, the main thing I learned was to take full and, and complete responsibility for my life and for myself, for my actions, my reactions, um, where my life was, you know, that I couldn't use the blame game. I couldn't be a victim anymore. You know, that was a great place to hide, right? Oh, yeah. my childhood. And oh, this happened. I got divorced. And, you know, I could hide behind that. And so for me, the biggest, that was the biggest piece of freedom that I've ever, ever experienced. And that I still do is that I am a hundred percent responsible for everything that happens in my life. And a lot of people get afraid when you hear that, but it's actually a freedom because then I can change and I can do things differently and I can learn new tools. Right. Yes. Yeah. So did you do that? Because, yeah, exactly, that's how I live my life. But did you do that in just one giant step or did you take baby steps to get to that place? Because I know for me, I took baby steps to start with and then one day it was just like, oh, let's just go in and just get on with it and do it. But, you know, everybody does that differently. So how did you do that? The first couple of weeks were I wasn't very open, and so my spiritual teacher actually what she suggested she said just just every time you think about it during the day ask to ask for an open heart and an open mind. Yeah. So you know, thank you for giving me an open heart and an open mind. I didn't believe any of it. I didn't think any of it was going to work. Yeah. But I did it. You know, I was willing to do that. <laughs> and so then I had this giant epiphany. Um, and, and this really amazing thing happened. And then at that point I was open to whatever, whatever she suggested, whatever the, you know, the road looked like I was willing to do it. And so I just really stayed, you know, super focused and, and really worked on healing. Um, and so the, you know, the first nine months I would say were pretty, I didn't realize how sick I was really. Yeah. And so it took about nine months for really for me to get back on my feet and kind of get, more clarity and 
and work through a lot of the issues, you know, that I had and be willing to, you know, to really yeah. look at my part and own it and, and not, not be afraid of that anymore. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a key, isn't it? That willingness, you have to be willing because I think we, we know that we do know this stuff. This isn't anything new to us, but if we're not willing to engage and take on responsibility, you know, full responsibility for our life, like you said, it's easy to become the victim and hide. And that brings me on to, to the next question, because if you're taking responsi full responsibility for your life and, and you're saying everything that happens in your life, you know, you are responsible for, how, how does that work in terms of, you know, your breast cancer? What, what, what's your understanding about that if you're taking responsibility for you because that that would be that would be hard <laughs> I would find that hard yeah I think that that's a really great question and and one of the the you know to me I think you know things happen we're human beings and yeah. so you know and I'll just be super honest to me it's just shit happens and yep you know, and, and, and I don't really believe in that saying that everything happens for a reason, quote unquote. Yeah. I don't believe that. I, there's some things that to me make absolutely no sense. Yeah. However, how I react to those things that happen is what matters. And how I, you know, how I approach it is what matters. I can grieve and allow myself to grieve. I can be sad. And then I need to look for the light and look for the good. And then, you know, how, how can I help somebody else through this you know, down the road, how can I, and that's really where hiking came in. You know, I started really hiking even through radiation and through treatment. I started just really hiking more and more and, um, and really getting out in nature and using nature to heal. And that's where the healing hiker came in yeah. and that's where I came from. And so oh. I, I'm a Reiki practitioner as well. So I started yeah. just doing Reiki out in nature, not only for me, but for the planet and for anyone open to receive. And so that's how that kind of came about. And I found that I was, I felt so much better when I was in nature and it gave me a lot of hope and a lot of purpose yeah. uh, and, and, and just, you know, a chance to heal my, help heal my body. And so, so that's really what I've done with that, you know, that side of things. And I just look, you know, it happens. A lot of people get sick, you know, how do I want to deal with it? Do I yeah. want it to be a negative and be sad or do I want to be, you know, be okay through the experience and, and, and help other people realize that you can be okay even if you're sick. It's okay. Yeah. Because life is all about choices, isn't it? You, we, we absolutely have the absolute power of our life. It is about the choice we make, but, you know, the attitude that we choose to have. And, you know, and I love that because, we all become sick. And for me, when, I, when I'm sick, I had an autoimmune disease and I had to look and ask myself, what was that about? And, and do I want to um, become the autoimmune disease? And it was like, well, actually, no, I don't. I actually don't want to be that. I, I was really, really clear. No, this is not me. This is not what I want. I, I'm going to go on, you know, that healing journey and, and continue to do that. And and I love what you say about nature because we are part of nature and that's why we feel so great when we're out with nature. That's why we naturally heal um, because we're, we're just another energetic source of nature. And, and we all, especially if we've got our own business and it's an online business, we spend a lot of time inside and 
I'm sure that's got a lot to do with our, our sickness too. So when we go out into nature, we're re-energizing ourselves. We're really connecting to our belief system, you know, who, who we believe we truly are. So, yeah, I, I love that, um, that you do that. So tell us a little bit more about your business because I'd really love to hear a bit more about that. Well, what, what I was, uh, when I first got diagnosed with breast cancer, I started an online business and I work in real estate during the day and I started an online business and I was putting a lot of nighttime hours into that. So I was working full time, you know, I was gone 12 hours a day and then working four to five, six hours a night. Um, and for the last two years and, and I just recently had to have a major surgery um, because the treatment that I was on actually created a lot more problems in my body. So I had to have um, a lot of some body parts removed and major surgery. And while I was for the first time really took time to heal and just be still, I, I realized that I really don't want to go down that path anymore. And I want it to look different. And so and, and, you know, maybe just do speaking now and speaking gigs and workshops and things in person, you know, and not do all the online stuff as much. Yeah. And so that's pretty much where I'm headed now is, you know, going to be focused more on, on doing this kind of thing. And, you know, so we can reach more people, but just more just about reaching people, you know, yeah. and, and helping people realize that they can heal in a healthy way. We can change our diet. We can change, you know, add exercise. We can do the little things and it doesn't have to be big stuff Yeah, to really shift our way of thinking. And, and so I think that's where my purpose is going now is, is in that direction. Brilliant. And did you, so you talked about diet there. Did you, do you have to change your diet significantly? I know when um, I was diagnosed, I mean, I just completely changed my diet and it made a huge difference. So what, what changes did you have to make to your diet? Uh, yeah, I did actually, because a lot of times um, sugar feeds cancer. So, um, so, so I had to take out, you know, a lot of bread and, and pasta and things that convert to sugar yeah. and do more plant-based diet. I'm not psychotic about it because, you know, I enjoy my pancakes every now and then. And, you know, I, I, and so I don't take it to the extreme because I don't think that that's fun. And, you know, I do want to enjoy life as well. Yeah. But I did act, you know, and I lost like 30 pounds and, you know, it really made a big difference in my energy level uh, as well. And so that really did make a difference and helped a lot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So throughout your life, so you've talked about, you know, the breast cancer. Has there have been other sort of obstacles throughout your life that you've had to overcome to, you know, because it sounds like you were a very strong woman um, when you needed help. You know, you went to your mum was the first person you went to. and But before all of that, were there any other things that happened in your life that made you, you know, sort of look at it and go, is this what life is about? I know for myself, even with my autoimmune disease, which was only a couple of years ago, there was lots of obstacles throughout my life that I chose to ignore. And then that happened and it was like, okay, I need to start looking at this differently now. I need to start looking at who I am, what I'm doing. What, what's your story around that? Yeah, well, you know, I got, I had a, <laughs> I got pregnant and had a baby when I was 23. And so um, that was quite, 
quite a, an experience, I would say, you know, as a young person and um, I was on my own and I decided to have this baby and, um, and a lot of people thought I was crazy and thought, you know, you'll never be able to do this. Why are you doing this? Why aren't you giving her, you know, her up for adoption or, you know, other things. And, and I just felt like it was the right thing to do for me. I had a job. I had a, you know, I was in real estate already at that point and, um, and her father wanted her as well. And so, you know, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. And, and, you know, and it was a big challenge. She, she had a lot of um, health issues when she was a baby. And so that was really hard um, and quite the challenge and not a lot of obstacles with that. Um, I ended up getting married, um, you know, later and then had another son with her father and, but it was, you know, it was an interesting journey of marriage and, you know, we had a lot of issues, but we had a lot of good times too, you know, and I think that that's also something I wanted to talk about today is that, you know, if you've come from a childhood like I did, with, there was abuse, but there was also a lot of really good things that happened and that we need to take that balance sheet, you know, evenly and really look at the good and not just focus on the negative and, and, and then, and then once we see the good, be in gratitude for that, mm. you know, that really changes our whole cell structure when we're yeah. in gratitude, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. And you can feel it. Like even just talking yeah. about that, I got chills. Yeah. You, know? you yeah. can feel that in your body. Yeah. yeah. I always so, say to people, you know, whatever happens in your life, always look for the diamonds, always look because they're always there. Whatever your story is from birth to where you are today look at the diamonds because that's where the gratitude is that's where your growth is that's where your healing is that's where energetically you're being drawn you know as opposed to that because all the negative stuff is in here isn't it, it it's right. all what the mind generates and yeah we're yeah so yeah and then in my 30s i ended up taking a job i left real estate and i ended up taking an international sales job and so i was traveling all over the world I took a product global. I didn't have a college degree or anything um, when I took that job and, and was very successful in, in you know, tri almost tripled sales in that position and, and literally took a product global. And so, you know, I, I was really proud of that for my, you know, kids to see that we can do things that are really outside of any experience that we may think we, you know, we may think we, you know, we can't do it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we probably can. And, and so that was a really cool experience for me, you know, and for my kids to see, they didn't dig it that much because I was gone a lot. But at the same time, their dad even supported it because he's like, I would never have the guts to go do that. And, and I want them to see that, you know, there's possibility, yeah. you know, out there. And, yeah. you know, and, and I went to Australia actually several times. And so it was one of my favorite places in um, New Zealand. I love, you know, I love yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand's just oh, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm not originally a Kiwi. I'm re I'm originally from England, and I've lived in New Zealand for uh, eleven years now. But I'm here. It's like yes, yeah, it's, it's oh. my spiritual home. I came it's here in 1999, and it was just like coming home is the only way I can describe it. And it took me six years to get back to live, but. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I, so I get it when you say, you know, you love to travel and you love to experience other countries because energetically every country is different. Um, yeah. So. But the people are the same, right? And Yeah. You know, 
And that was the thing, you know, what, what one thing I love talking about traveling, because when we do travel, we get out. I went to Africa a few years ago, and I was out in the middle of the bush with this tribe of women, literally in the middle of nowhere, and no common language, but I was there, you know, just to learn how they were doing some things. And the language of love is so powerful with no words necessary. And this woman, they don't touch in that culture. She kept grabbing my hand and putting it on her heart. And then, and then taking my, you know, and switching and putting my hand on her heart. Yeah. Putting her head on my shoulder. It was the most beautiful experience, you know, and that it was just pure love, pure yeah. love, you yeah. know, and, and that's what they think we learn when we travel is that we're all the same. Yes. It, it really, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and we are. I mean, I've found that just through talking to all different women around the world, we all, um, we just connect. We, we just, there's that, that I, don't, I can't even find a word for it. It's, it's just energetically we just know. It's like hearts touch, isn't it? They just connect when, when women speak to each other even when it's over you know a video <laughs> conferencing it's just energetically you feel it you feel connected it's it's amazing which brings me on to the question about what do you love about being a woman you know I think what I love about being a woman is the the ability to use not only my brain but my intuition yeah. and you know, really tap into that intuition and trust it, you know, and, and really listen to it, you know, and that was something that when I was, you know, off on disability for this surgery, I kept hearing the words clean slate, stop and no, that's all I kept hearing. And I was so, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to clean the slate and see where the universe takes me next. Mm you know, and trust it and be okay. Cause I'm such an active person that to be still is very difficult for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, that's a common thread through all the women that I've interviewed so far. It's like, we're all active, we're all doing something, you know, we, we slowing down for us is maybe taking a five minute break to do something different to what we're already different doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like my husband always says to me, when are you ever going to slow down? And I said, oh, when my life on this earth ends, probably, because <laughs> it's just, it's just how, yeah, and I love it. And it's like, um, there's so much energy. I don't find it draining. I don't find it tiring. I just, it's exciting. Life is exciting. It's, yeah. And, and I love, like you say about intuition, trust your intuition. And I think we intuitively know to do that. But what advice would you give women who don't listen? They're sort of, they know it's there and they want to listen. But of course, you know, the busy mind, the monkey mind comes in and says, oh, no, 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 don't listen to that. What, what advice would you give them? Because it sounds like you follow your intuition, but maybe haven't always because we haven't always. What <laughs> advice would you give them to follow it? You know what I started doing? I started writing down. Um, situations where I was hearing, you know, hearing something and getting that feeling. Uh, so I started writing down what happened when I listened. And then I started writing down what happened when I didn't. 
And so I started to see really clearly the, the, the results of what happened when I didn't yep. and that I was right to listen. I should have listened. Right. And, and I didn't. And so instead of shaming myself or making myself feel bad about that going, oh, okay, that's an observation. That's great. Let me look at that. Okay. I, I did have that feeling and I didn't listen, but so how can I do it differently next time? Yeah. And, and, and be in, you know, little bits at a time. Cause sometimes I think when we're learning how to trust our intuition, it has to come in little bits, you know, because yeah. it is overwhelming sometimes. Um, you know, but I think being a, a global traveler is a, is has really developed my intuition skills because you've got to be paying attention yeah. and listening first, you know, that those signals, if there's danger, you, you'll feel it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that helped me develop a lot of my intuition, but mostly for work kind of things or, or, you know, just regular everyday stuff, I really started to track it and pay attention. And, and then when I did just follow it and it was on track, congratulate myself, like celebrate, you know, yeah. and yeah. make it a thing and like, woo. And uh, you know, cause I think a lot of times we hear, we get a lot of, we don't want to talk about it because it's so woo woo or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and so what I did too, is I found women like-minded women in different groups that are the same. And so we can talk openly about it. And, 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 and then the people that aren't into that, I don't necessarily get into it that much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's interesting because even when we're with with a group of women who are into it, who get it, who practice and and that's how they live their life, if there are some women around that don't do that, they're really intrigued and and they ask questions and they want to know. So it's a great, um, great piece of advice that you've just given around because we all know it's there. We all know that gut instinct, that intuition, that yearning, whatever it is that, that we call it. So I love the fact that you're saying, write it down, write it down when you trust it and go with it and also write it down when you don't and then you can see it because... We are human and we like to have evidence that what we're doing is working and, and the mind loves to have evidence too. So, you know, it's, it's like journaling, isn't it? You're journaling and then you're seeing your growth and, and where you're moving through. And, and so I like that. That's a great piece of advice. Now, I've got a couple of questions from my um, ladies who have put forward to ask wonderful women like yourself. And... So one of the questions that's been asked is, who do you admire the most in the world and why? That's a great question. Mm. I have a lot of people that I respect greatly um, in, in how they live their life. Uh, Maria Shriver is probably one of, the, one of them. Um, I really respect her. And what she's doing right now, because she's really right now going through a spiritual revolution of her own, and she's sharing about it every week. And so it's really been fun to watch that. Um, That's really cool. And Linda Gates, I really admire because she uses, they use their money in such a positive way. And and so many of their projects are, you know, after my own heart on a global level. And so, you know, I I really respect her and, and honor her journey and how she honors women and tries to, and, and is making a huge impact in the world globally in women's lives. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a really powerful um, way to be an example, you know. There's some amazing women out there, isn't it, doing some phenomenal stuff. Um, So another question I've got is what do you do, maybe a technique or something like that, to pick yourself up when you're not having the best of days? Sometimes what I do literally is I like at work or something, I have to get up and, and move and get into movement. One of the things that I'm really big about is, is combining meditation and movement. And so I meditate while I hike or I meditate while I walk. And how I do that is I, I start paying attention because meditation is really only about being fully present in the moment. That's yeah. really what meditation is. Yeah. And so a lot of people have this vision of meditation that you have to close your eyes and be all serious and, my brain has to think of nothing. That's not at all really, you know, you can do that and that's great. But there's, I found, what I found is I connect with nature's in trees like we talked about. So I go out in nature and I'll literally stare at a tree and exchange energy with a tree. Even if it's at work, I'll go out and stare at the sky and just exchange energy for a few minutes. And it brings me right back, you know, in, in back to center, I like to call it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and if I, if that doesn't work, the thing that always brings me back to center is how can I help somebody else? You know, can I, can I call somebody right now and just say, I'm thinking about you yeah. or do you need help with something? Or, you know, that always brings me right back to center is if I'm trying to help somebody else. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And, and nature again, you know, we've, we've obviously both got this affinity with nature because when I have times when it's feeling tough, I just take my shoes off and just go and stand on the grass and just stand there, close my eyes. And it's like, okay, this is, this is what's real. <laughs> yeah. it works it's so powerful yeah it's it's amazing um now i've got i'm trying to find it because they've given me so many questions here these wonderful ladies and there's there's one oh here we go this is a beautiful one and i i think this is a perfect one for you too and it's so what gift or advice would you offer to help the world be a happier, peaceful, more loving and cooperative place? Right now, especially for us in the United States, you know, that's something that I've been really focusing on is, you know, how, how can we use our energy in a positive way? And one of the first things we do is we have to stop reacting and, and kind of stand back and really focus, and this is where meditation and, and this practice comes into play, yeah. is, you know, all human beings, whether we agree with them or not, are human beings and are, you know, what I consider to be, you know, part of, part of love, really. Yeah. And so, so one of the things I do uh, a lot right now is, is I really picture all of the leaders surrounded by light and love, unconditional with no expectation, you know, no expectation that they're going to be different, no expectation that they're going to do what I want them to do, no expectation, um, just sending pure light and love, you know, to, to it, to whoever's open to receive. Uh, and, and, and what that does, and that's a really great tool, actually, for anybody that we're frustrated with, or, you know, mm-hmm. even at, at home, that we're trying to change, right? We're yeah. trying to make it different. Mm-hmm. Just stop, you know, yeah. and, and just send pure light and love and picture them surrounded and filled with that yummy goodness and just leave it there. 
you know, and leave it there. And then what I find is my heart softens and my insights become all gooey and lovely. And then if I'm going to take action, it's inspired action. Yeah. And it's coming from a place of love and it's coming from a place of strategy. You know, wh where can I be most effective and where is my biggest passion? It can't be 10 places at once. Mm -hmm. I spread myself thin like that. So where can I be the most effective and again, come from a place of inspired love, right? And inspired yeah. action. And so I think, does that make sense? Oh, it does. It does to me. Cause my next question was going to be is that it absolutely makes sense to me, but there will be some women or even men who will be listening to this, um, who would say that's all woo woo. How's that going to help anyone? What, what would your response be to that? My response would be, how, how does anger help anyone? Perfect, because that would be mine too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And it, and it, and it doesn't, because all it does is create more division and more separation. Yeah. And, and we're in a place right now where there's too much separation between a lot of people. And so we're, you know, by reacting, we're creating more separation. So even if you're not, you know, into the woo-woo place, just again, you can still do the same thing and take a step back breathe and say, you know, am I coming from a place of anger or am I coming from a place of wanting to come with a solution and acceptance and, and tolerance and love, you know, cause love is a good word to use. I, you know, you don't have to be a meditator to use the word love yeah. and, and, and is my, is my actions that I want to take in, in alignment with my beliefs. You yeah. can keep it that simple, yeah. you know? If it's not, if I'm, if I'm a, you know, even if I'm not a spiritual person, but I'm a moral person and I don't believe in hurting others, is my action I'm about to take in alignment with my morals? Yeah. Is it in alignment with my beliefs? If it's not, then that's not inspired action. Yeah. And if it makes you uncomfortable and you get instant, like negative reactions from other people, it's not inspired action. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I love Gandhi and, and, you know, and, 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 Desmond Tutu and all these, you know, these spiritual leaders who are also activists and, yeah. and, and they stand up for what's right, but coming from a place of love and acceptance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I love your answer because that's always my answer. You know, when, when people say, you know, oh, what's going on in the world? And I say, if we just offer love, that's all we need to do is just offer love. And they go, well, that's not going to heal anything. And it's like, well, anger is the opposite to that. And that's not healing anything. That's making energetically look at the unrest it's creating. So if we just offered love, because that's another energy, look at the, the joy and the peace that we could bring. And, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I love it. Thank you. So is... Um, is there one gem or one nugget that you can leave us with today um, in terms of taking inspired action? So you've already spoken about some things. What would be the one thing if someone's saying, I want to step in to be a woman of strength, I don't believe that I'm there yet, what one thing would you say to them in terms of taking inspired action would be? I think, I think really it all starts with ourself and, and our self, like self-love and self-healing and, you know, it, you know, because if we're empty inside, we don't have anything to give to the world. So we really can't take inspired action on behalf of anybody else or even ourselves if we haven't really taken time to heal.
yeah. and taken time to work on our, our inner stuff, you know, whatever might be blocking us, you know, um, from, from really being our full true self. And so, you know, I, I know so many of us women, we don't take time, you know, to, to really just be number one and, and we don't take time to heal and we don't take time for ourselves and, you mm. know, and that self love practice yeah. you know, and setting a time, you know, time aside each week, whether it's with, you know, going to get a massage, going, you know, just going for the walks, going outside in nature, whatever it might be for you that works to take that time, you know, because what happens is we start respecting ourselves mm. when we do that. And we, and when we respect ourselves, we become stronger and when we become stronger, we can take that inspired action. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where, to me, it all starts, right? I asked for help. I worked on myself, and then I was able to start moving forward and help others. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. So how can our ladies get in touch with you? If they wanted to get in touch with you, how can they do that? I am on Instagram at Donna underscore Reina, R-E-I-N-A. Um, that's probably the best way right now. I do have a Facebook page as well, um, which is if you look up Donna Reina on Facebook, yep. I have a Facebook um, a, a business page and I still have that uh, up and running so they can always message me there. Um, but I'm also on Instagram. And so anybody can send me a message on Instagram. Yeah. And I, I post a lot of um, nature pictures and trail, you know, pictures from my trail hikes and, you know, from all over where I go, lots of flower pictures right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so and so I, what's I, the next, what's the next piece of action for you then, Donna? So are you, you're still doing real estate. Are you going to move into doing your um, hiking and that full time or are you just staying as you are right now? Yeah, I'm staying, staying in real estate during the day. I love yeah. where I work. I love the people I work with. Uh, it's a great company, and I'm really happy there. And so just, you know, on the weekends, I'm off hiking. Every weekend I go somewhere and post pictures and post, try and post inspirational things. But I'm also trying to post um, a lot about my journey right now, you know, and what yeah. I've been going through and, and how I'm getting through it, you know, in a, in a positive way. Um, and, and, and also sharing the, the hard days because it is a hard journey, you know, it's not easy. And so, you know, I think that other people that are going through it need to feel that connection as well, that there yeah. are days where it's really tough and, yeah. and that's okay, you know, yeah. but we don't want to stay there too long. <laughs> we want to <laughs> pick ourselves up and keep moving. And so for me, that's, you know, pretty much where I'm going and, you know, practicing more on, on public speaking and, you know, I love. I'm always out and, you know, teaching and doing all that stuff anyway, but here in, I live in Los Angeles, so there's a lot of opportunity here to teach yeah. and be around a lot of people and mentor women and things like that. So. Right. That's brilliant. So ladies, if any of you want to get in touch with Donna, it's Donna Reina, R-E-I-N-A, and you can find her on Instagram. And if you want to follow her journey or even go off and do some hiking with you, that, that would be an amazing adventure, wouldn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so please, uh, it's been a pleasure, Donna. I've, I've loved hearing your journey. Um, you're a very courageous, very, very strong lady. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angewilcock.com slash enough said.